Yes, it's World Investor Week, and Mary Holm says there are eight myths about investing. She joins us now in the Auckland yeah. studio. Hi, Mary. Hi, Jessie. Nice to see you. Thank you. Yes, we haven't been in the same studio for a few weeks. I so. know. It's been a bit like yeah. that, hasn't yes, it? Well, um, yeah. thank you for coming in, and uh, you've been moonlighting. I understand you've uh, you've written a, <laughs> a, 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 a bit of a guide to this. Yeah, for, for the Financial Markets Authority. Uh, it's just a... It's a little booklet thing on their website. It's about, oh, 20 pages long, something mm-hmm. like that, with pictures. Um, and it's looking at eight basic things that people often get wrong about investing. So shall I just quickly read through that list? Yes, first? please do. Yeah. Um, the first one is, I am not an investor. A lot of people think that if they've just got money in bank term deposits, they're not an investor. But, in fact... I think they are. Um, you know, um, any time you're setting money aside and earning returns on it and hoping to get more money out the other end, I call you an investor. Mm. Second one is KiwiSaver is not a real investment, and that's you know a bit of a common attitude, but of course it is, even if you're in a low-risk KiwiSaver fund, it is. Investing is too risky is the third one. Um, and the quick answer to that is that there's a huge variation of risks you can take. I'm not rich enough to invest, um, and these days you can invest with very little money. Uh, you certainly don't need to be rich, and in fact, if you just set a little bit aside, even if it's $10 a week or something, if you do it over a long enough period, it can actually end up being a re- really big amount of money. Um, real in- The fifth one, real investors play the share market. In fact, as you and I have discussed before, um, a lot of the smartest investors don't play the share market. They choose some, a wide range of shares and get in there and hold them. And, in fact, lots of research shows they do better than the people that are in and out trying to time the market, etc. Sixth one, investing is just too difficult and time-consuming. Well, it doesn't have to be. Um, quite apart from KiwiSaver, if you're doing stuff beyond KiwiSaver, you can still... There's plenty of help out there to do things pretty simply. I'm too old to start investing now. Um, Never too old. Uh, 90, 95, why not? Um, yeah. In fact, I get, I get letters from people sometimes who are well into their retirement who are still saving out of their New Zealand super. All they're living on is New Zealand super, mm. and they're not spending at all. They're still saving in their old age, which is quite incredible. Um, and finally, advice is too expensive. And financial advice is, you know, you can get some really good stuff free, but and also fairly cheaply. So, but I wanted today to just sort of zero in on, on the one that I think is perhaps the most interesting, which yeah. is that investing is too risky. Um, and I decided to, to break investment risk up into three areas. The first one's probably not one that people think of immediately, um, but it is nonetheless a risk, and that is that you don't get the return you want because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're earning these days pretty low interest in a bank term deposit if inflation gets going and gets to be faster than in fact it possibly at the moment it might even be faster than some bank term deposit interest mm. which hasn't been for a long time actually but yeah. like like um decades you've tended to be able to make more on your investment than inflation but mm. given that term deposit interest is so low um and 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 so if you've got money in a term deposit earning one and a half percent and inflation gets up to two, you're actually going backwards. You're taking yeah. the money out and it won't buy what what it would have bought when you first put the money in. So that is something for people to be aware of. 
The second type of investment risk is that you don't get the return you want because of volatility, and that's obviously um, you want to get money out at a certain point, and if it's not what you expected because the markets happen to be down, well, <laughs> you're in trouble. Mm. Um, and the third one, which is probably the most obvious sort of risk to people, is that you'll actually lose some or all of your money. Not just lose it because of a downturn, but lose it because someone's run off into the sunset with it and um, through a scam or just yeah. terrible management, etc. cetera. Um, or I suppose so, if, a, if you put it into one business and the business fell over. Absolutely, yes. And, and of course, when it's your own business, which... Um, happens, you know, a lot of people setting up their own businesses and that's probably, I suspect, happening more at the moment because people are losing jobs and saying, you know, perhaps they're um, a bit older and saying it's hard to get a job um, and it can be really hard if you're over 50. Uh, so let's set up our own business and that's great, that's terrific and, and you know, the, it, undoubtedly we're going to get some super new businesses coming out of that but at the same time people quite often invest quite a lot of their savings into that and sometimes get a mortgage or add to their mortgage to invest in their business and as we all know a lot of businesses don't do well so just kind of have one eye on on how you would cope if mm-hmm. if that that sort of thing happened um but I don't want to discourage people because you know a lot of terrific stuff comes out of yeah. out of new businesses thank goodness for entrepreneurs absolutely yes yes indeed um but looking at so looking at each of those three types of risk, the risk of inflation, uh, the the answer to that is to get into riskier investments. Not don't just put all your savings into into say bank term deposits, because as I say, the inflation could be higher than that. But investments in shares, um, the long term returns in shares and in property are always higher, well, nearly always. I mean, short-term, no. Well, short-term, sometimes shares and property go down, and mm-hmm. so and meanwhile inflation's chugging away. But over the long-term, they always are higher than, than inflation. And so, you know, people, particularly often women, who put their money in conservative investments, conservative funds or bank-term deposits, are actually running that risk of inflation overtaking the value of their mm. savings and so in some ways it's it's less risky putting some of your money in shares or or at least a balanced fund that's partly in shares. Yeah, that's or an interesting way of thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's more risky to have all your funds in a low risk yeah, option. Yeah, that's right. It's, in, in, in fact, when we call it low risk, that's probably not a very good terminology. It's, yeah. Uh, but it's... It's sort of we should say low volatility rather than low risk, but that volatility is a long word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the second one, the the risk of your investment turning out to be volatile, and therefore you run short of money. Um, there are several ways to to reduce that risk. Um, don't have short-term money in high risk, which you and I have said so many times it's a broken record. Yeah, if, um, you're, if you're 60 years old and you're hoping to get your money out at 65, don't have it all in the share market, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, or, or if you're 35 and you're hoping to buy your first home in a few years, yes, don't, don't have it in a growth Kiwi Right, No, and, unless you're willing to postpone the house purchase. Um if the markets go down, but so that I mean that's a fairly obvious way of reducing volatility risk is, is keeping the short term money in, in a lower risk fund. Um, 
also, you know, if you're not used to volatility, try with a fairly small amount first. So when I'm encouraging people who are, because of the inflation stuff, to get into some higher risk stuff and they think, oh, don't know if I can cope, um, try it with, you know, 10 or 20% of your savings or something like that. Mm. can really help people to cope with, cope with the market downturns. Um, and then you've got to stay cool when the markets go down. We saw it earlier this year. We saw the quick recovery. Um, as I said before, next time it might not recover so fast. Yes. Um, a, a good time to remind people that anyone who sold out of their KiwiSaver position when the market tanked after COVID-19 did the wrong thing yeah. because they lost all their money. Yes. And anyone who saved or who stayed in their KiwiSaver investment now will have their investment back where it began. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and you can't. That's um, Mary's main thing is you can't try and time the market. No. You, you can't try and get out at the right time because it Absolutely. will often usually be the wrong time. Yeah, yes. You're absolutely right. And the interesting thing is because it all happened within one calendar year, when we go back, you know, later on and look at what happened in the year 2020, you know, it's quite likely to, to be, you know, Just the higher happen. risk funds went up not as much as they had lately, but mm. they might have gone up 2 or 3% or something like that. And, and people won't realise unless they look at the monthly data uh, what a dramatic downturn mm. and... and and recovery that was, and you know everybody's got just, just got to keep remembering the next time the recovery might take quite a lot longer. Yeah, it wasn't. It was very unusual to recover so fast um, here and in the US. Yes, absolutely, and yeah, and in world markets in general. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and another point about volatility is is never be forced to sell a volatile investment. So if you're in a share fund or a range of you buying your own individual shares and you've got, hopefully you've got a range of them, or if you're in a um, property investment, a, a rental property or commercial building or something like that, just keep on watching out for what would what might happen to you that could mean you get end up being forced to sell because that's when people end up selling at a low price quite often. Mm. Because so often what forces you to sell is that you've lost your job or something like that or there's been an economic downturn and your business is not making as much money and those are the times when the value of the property or the shares might be down as well. It's just a common thing. Bad stuff happens to you and then bad stuff happens to your investments at the same time and you end up selling them when the market's down so you're selling them at a low price and that's Horrible stuff. So just always, you know, never be forced to sell is a really good rule to just keep in mind for whatever you're getting into. And then finally, the business about losing money, losing all your money because of a scam or deeply incompetent management or something like that, Um, what you can do to mitigate that is, well, be aware that the Reserve Bank's watching banks um, which doesn't mean a bank can't get in trouble, but they are regulated and they are monitored and... And tested, Yes, and yes, they are. And, and, you know, at the moment anyway, it feels pretty unlikely that the banks, that you're going to lose money you've got in a bank. Not impossible, but unlikely. And the Financial Markets Authority watches KiwiSaver and other managed funds, financial advisors and so on. So, you know, if, if, if you're... Sticking with mainstream sort of investments, um, the 
regulators are watching. No guarantees you won't lose money, but it's pretty unlikely. Um, watch out for the scams. So I'm just actually looking into one at the moment. A letter I got to my Herald column from somebody who almost certainly has been scammed, and it's horrible to read what's happened. And, you know, the, someone's come along and said, hey, you can make big money doing this, and, you know this person has got tempted by it and you just start looking in the background as to some of the names of the companies that have been involved and so on and you just have to Google them and up come warnings from Australian and New Zealand regulators mm. don't deal with this company, you know, and I just think, oh, I wish people would, would do that before they put their money in. Another um, of Mary's great uh, uh, slogans, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not only my slogan, it's everybody's, isn't it? But it, it, And it's so hackneyed. It's kind of like all your eggs in one basket. Some of these things are said so many times, <laughs> they're just so boring. But but really, if something does look too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, it almost certainly is. Um, so, so an important rule about this whole thing about investment risk is diversify. This is another one of the frequent messages. If you're into shares own a lot of different shares, if you're into bonds, own a lot of different bonds, or the easy way to do those is to be in a KiwiSaver or a non-KiwiSaver fund, which will spread those, spread your money out over a lot of different ones. Also diversify, diversify across different types of investments, so good to have some of your money in, in property, some in shares, some in bonds, etc. Um, also diversify internationally, because you know, single market can do really badly sometimes and really well other times. I've got this interesting table that I've got in my my latest book, Rich Enough, and I also use it in seminars and that where I look at the share markets around the world, the biggest share markets plus Australia and New Zealand, which one did best in each year, Great. all the way back from the mid-80s yeah. right through, and which country did worst each year. Uh-huh. And quite often... The one that did best one year did worse the next year, right. or the reverse. They so if someone, if someone says to you, hey, you've got to put your money into the Australian share market, look yes. at it um, returned 23% last year. Yep, absolutely. That that might mean that next year it, it's going to make a loss. It, it might not, of course. It and, won't necessarily mean no, anything. No, exactly. But it can easily, quite cause, because markets get overbought and then oversold. Mm. You know, people get this irrational exuberance and and everyone's getting into the market and, and it pushes the prices way up. And then there's quite often a crash after that. And so you get these huge big swings. And so it's really not a good idea to concentrate on any country, including New Zealand. Have some New Zealand investments, by all means, because we've got sort of local interests in them and and you get dividend imputation, which is, is a tax advantage on New Zealand shares. But it's really a good idea to spread your money around the world. Get, get into it. You know, the, the, the funds that do it for you, they um, a New Zealand-run fund that's got an international investment puts you into shares 
all over the world, and that's the, by far the easiest way to do it. We'll finish off yeah. there. I'll send yes. listeners to um, the website for the Financial Management Authority, fma.govt.nz, where they can print out Mary's introductory guide for investors. And you've got a webinar coming out too? Actually, I just did it ah, about an hour ago. No point in um, plugging that then. No, but no, but it's going to be on the... It was people's questions. It went really well for an hour. And on the, on the Financial Markets Authority website, the FMA website... You can. There's a link to you can you can watch that webinar. So I've got a friend who works in uh, in funds management, and he told me uh, an acronym is an acronym or homonym. Um, on the weekend, I hadn't come across. Have you heard of Tina? It's ringing a bell. Yeah. What, now, what is it? It's a theory that everyone's putting their money into the share market at the moment because Tina, yeah. there is no alternative. Oh, yeah. No, that's interesting. And isn't it accounts yes. for the success of the share market yeah. because no one can get any return anywhere else yes. because of the low interest rates. That's certainly a theory. It's a worry, though, yeah. because it's not a very good reason for shares prices to have been pushed up where they are, probably. So yeah. just be careful, people. With Don't put money in the share market that you can't leave there for quite a while. Thanks yeah, so much, Mary. It's a pleasure. You can find, find today's chat and previous chats with Mary online, rnz.co.nz slash jessie.